some of the things that you will hear a lot these days, too much, is uh, I'm not anti-Semitic, I'm anti-Zionist. It's uh, a phrase, one of the phrases, that got appeal principle suspended when uh, he made several online posts making clear he's not spreading Jew hate that we're seeing on the rise. It's anti-Zionism. And if you don't really know, it's confusing. It's not really straightforward. Anti-Zionists are against the creation of a Jewish state at all. And if you're a Zionist, you do believe in the creation of a Israel uh, state. But those who study anti-Semitism see anti-Zionism, as I can hardly say, as a new form of anti-Semitism, while others will reject it saying, look, by calling it anti-Semitism, you're stifling criticism of Israel. And there are some Jews who are even anti-Zionists. Except the phrase is now echoing through the world, and it's happening at a time when it's, you know, Israel's very dark days. And instead of, you know, realizing why Israel you know, followed with calls of deaths to Jews are being targeted in violence against businesses, schools, and synagogues. And instead of realizing why Israel wants its own state and to be able to protect itself, after seeing everything we've done, what you get is quite the opposite. I want to bring in Rahim Mohammed, political columnist, who wrote about this particular uh, topic, basically calling, you know, those who are espousing hatred towards Jews at home and abroad proof why the existence of Israel is necessary. It is great to have you. Great to be here, Alex. So you basically call anti-Zionism, anti-Semitism in sheep's clothing. But there are a lot of people who will disagree with you. Sure. And I want to be clear that not everyone who criticizes Israel's policies is an anti-Semite. Uh, but I, think I criticize Israel. Deny- it's not wrong. Exactly. You can, you can exactly. very openly criticize Israel. You can hate Benjamin Netanyahu. Yeah. You, can, you can hate lots of things. Yeah, exactly. But I think... Denying Israel's right to exist and denying the need for a Jewish state is tantamount to anti-Semitism, because if there's anything the past month has taught us is that anti-Semitism is a truly global phenomenon. Um, And I think there are 8 million Jews who live outside of Israel, about 50 million Jews in total. Um, for those eight one five, let's Jews, be clear, one five. Not yeah. if there were exactly. fifty million Jews, it'd be great. <laughs> there's exactly. not there's only fifteen as, as there are people in Ontario. Yeah. I don't think people realize um, how small the global community really is. Um, so about as many Jews as Ontarians. Uh, so I think um, you know, if, if in a world with no Israel, um, uh, that diaspora would always be at the mercy of the majority. And uh, you know, throughout the history of the Jewish community. Um, you know, you've had periods of calm, but invariably you've had periods of anti-Semitism flare up, um, at which they are, um, again, put at the mercy of their neighbors to hide them, uh, you know, put at the mercy of their respective governments. And, you know, if you think that's how Jews ought to live, you're an anti-Semite. Yeah. And then on the other side, you will get the condemnation, Israel's an occupier, they are a genocide state, all these other things. But it is mainstream, Rahim. It is mainstream. It is completely believable. And there is no there is no debating this with those who truly believe that. So um, actually, I, I saw Hillary Clinton on The View. Yeah, uh, of all places, week. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Hillary Clinton mentioned, oh, look, the Palestinian leadership, um, they haven't gotten everything they've wanted, but they have they've gotten multiple opportunities um, to come to the table and negotiate and, and forge an agreement on a reasonable two-state solution. At every juncture, um, the blind hatred of Israel has prevented the Palestinian leadership from doing so. A number of compromises 
um, have been made toward the Palestinian leadership. Um, so, I mean, you're not going to have, you know, a from the river to the sea, Palestinian state, but there have been multiple opportunities for a workable two-state compromise. And it's mm-hmm. been the Palestinian side, uh, motivated by a den- denial of Israel's legitimacy and a blind hatred of Israel. Um, that has been the stumbling block. Yeah. And I think in, in, you know, the other side of this thing, I mean, there are Palestinians who are getting out of Gaza and now they want to talk because they're not held mm-hmm. by Hamas. And, and I've got a couple who want to come on the show, but they don't speak English. But they want to tell the world, we're free. Get rid of the get rid of Hamas, right? Because there are so many special interest groups, Raheem, for whatever reason, think that Hamas is the right thing and want them to be held in power instead of saying, no, no, get rid of them. It's I find it very bizarre. We are completely rebranded this terrorist group um, to be resistors. And there are very many groups that, that will cover for them, including sure. the UN, the WHO, and all these other organizations. Sure. So, I mean, you know, Hamas is not Palestine and Palestine is not Hamas, but the reality is a substantial number of Palestinians do support Hamas. Um, Hamas yeah. is one of the most politi- popular political entities. Um, it's one, you know, legitimate democratic elections um, within Gaza, within West Bank. Um, so it's like, you know, I mean, not every Canadian is going to support Justin Trudeau. A lot of people don't, but, you know, he's the leadership and Hamas um, has been um, Palestine's leadership for quite some time, and, and there needs to be uh, accountability to that. Yeah, um, but yeah, and, and again, as soon as Hamas is gone, I think we'll see a completely different region and world. Whether we get to that, uh, time will tell on this, certainly, because as you, as you see, Israel's under growing pressure day by day to call a ceasefire, which up until October 6th, was in place. There was a ceasefire and then Hamas attacked and now they're at war. I don't see Israel moving. Uh, they are too far in. They're in those tunnels. They're under that hospital. They they are at the epicenter, I think, right now um, to be turning around. Um, but there is a lot of a lot of pressure. The other side of this, Rahim, is we get politicians speaking out, but they're not clear, right? They talk about Jew hate, but then they talk about Islamophobia. Mm-hmm. And there are cases of Islamophobia, but right now, in this moment of time, in five weeks, it is, it is nothing but Jew hate, and, and it keeps getting conflated, right? Yeah, and I think uh, you look at the electoral politics and you look at the places on the map that are likely to matter in the next federal election. I think a lot of that is motivating the liberal government's equivocation. Um, so, again, there aren't that many Jews in Canada. There are fewer than half a million Jews. Um, about three-quarters of that population is concentrated in Toronto Montreal. Um, in ridings that are mostly safe liberal ridings. Um, so uh, the Muslim population is about five times the Jewish population in Canada. Um, and they're concentrated in must-win ridings. Um, so places in or the, the GTA, places yeah. in the 9 to 5. Um, so it's absolutely imperative not to alienate that community en masse. Um, so I think you see some political hedging uh, on the part of the prime minister and others within the Trudeau government um, when they sort of countenance and couch uh, their statements against anti-Semitism with, you know, Islamophobia and other forms of hatred. Right, because what they're doing is normalizing it. They're normalizing yeah. Jew hate, and I think it's gone on far too long, and I don't actually know if you can reverse the damage that has been done, but it, it's here. And I actually don't think, Raheem, it does any favors to Muslims, moderate Muslims, who very much don't agree with a lot of this mm-hmm. crap, and then they get lumped in with it. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think that's absolutely right. So my community is the Ismaili Muslim community, I think. Yeah. Um, we're quite similar to Jews in a number of ways and that we're minorities um, in virtually every country we're in. Um, we've been oppressed in a number of countries. We face oppression today in Pakistan. Actually, my parents uh, were part of the group of South Asians 
who were expelled from Uganda um, uh, about 50 years ago. So I think uh, my community, there are a lot of parallels with, uh, with the Jewish community. So I would agree that uh, Muslims in Canada aren't monoliths, but, um, you know, you look at the leadership, uh, I, I think it tends to um, tilt toward more ideological positions. Um, and you look at the people who are the loudest, um, I think those are the communities and constituencies that the Trudeau government is afraid to alienate uh, going into the next election. Yeah, so so what's so they get away. Well, what's worse, Jews in hiding in, in Montreal, terrified to speak out, um, you know, students getting attacked, or may, I might get an extra vote in the next election. Yeah, and um, the fact that Montreal has been the epicenter of so much anti-Semitism um, is shocking to me, because when you think of Montreal, or at least when I do, uh, you know, I think of Schwartz's Deli, I think of Mordecai Richler, I think of Leonard Cohen. Um, I, don't, I can't think of a more Jewish city in North America other than maybe New York City. Uh, so, I mean, the fact that a, a city that has such an established Jewish community, um, so much of its culture um, has been attributed to that Jewish community and created by that Jewish community is now, uh, you know, one of the epicenters of anti-Semitism in Canada. It's, you know, if they can't be safe in Montreal, where, um, where they have so much history and so much visibility, where can uh, Jewish people be safe? Yeah, well, I mean, in looking through the history, we don't have a great record on all of this yeah. in Montreal, certainly with the blue shirts and all the rest of it. Not a, not a great mm. history. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. It's, it's an interesting piece. It, it takes mm. a bit of time to read because... For a lot of people, they don't really know, you know, the difference. But there is a difference in, in saying um, um, the words that they say. So I appreciate you joining us. Have a great day. Thank you so much for having me. We'll talk again. That's well. Raheem Mohammed, and you can read his piece. Anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism in sheep clothing. Sheep's clothing that is in today's National uh, Post.